Welcome back to Coach Class. This is the podcast where I get the chance to speak to inspirational leaders from across the globe. And I'm absolutely delighted this week on the podcast to be joined by Judith McKenna. Now, Judith is President and Chief Executive Officer of Walmart International. Gosh, Judith has the pleasure of overlooking 5,000 shops in 23 different countries with over half a million, 550,000 employees. Gosh, I used to get stressed about looking after 50 and we had the pleasure well it was my pleasure of working together at Asda for a few years judith welcome to coach class don thank you it is so nice to hear your voice again i'm delighted to be here well listen let's just go back a little bit if you don't mind for people who either don't know the scale of walmart or don't know about the role that you do how did you end up at walmart what was your journey into this crazy world of retail wasn't a very planned one, but I you know, go back. I have a law degree. I worked for um, KPMG. I'm a qualified chartered accountant. I came to Leeds, transferred from London KPMG, and did that for a couple of years. And then realised I was probably better in a business than in one of the professional firms, kind of looking after businesses. So I joined what was at the time Tetley Pub Company. And just at the time it was going through some big changes, it became allied to Demet. Working for a pub company, by the way, is fantastic. Learned a lot there. And then not long after I'd been kind of like settled there, um, they decided to move their offices down south. And I was um, without a job. So here I was. um, I actually had a nine-month-old baby at the time. I didn't really know what to do. So I got all my team placed in different places, but the majority of them, I got them placed at a place called Asda, which was just across the road from the offices I was working in. And one day I got a call from that team to say, Judith, would you be interested in chatting to us as well? So the rest of this day is history. That was actually 25 years ago this month. And I joined. I started with a small team of about 12 people. That expanded, became a CFO there, did that for 10 years, Dom, can you believe that? And then um, I became the COO, so I looked after all of the stores for Walmart, and then just the stars aligned, and having not wanted to go to the US to the parent company, Walmart, I then decided, oh, well, what the heck, I'll take a risk in life, and I did with my family, we moved over to the US, and that was eight years ago, so I've done all sorts, I've been head of strategy, international I then ran the US stores so that's 1.4 million people just in the US (laughs) alone which is I just thought they put too many notes on the end when first talked about it Um, and then three years ago I came in to do this job which is looking after all of the businesses for international outside of the US. And time flies doesn't it particularly in retail well every day is so different and I remember starting at Asda and thinking I'd sort of averaged about two years at every place I'd worked at before and I thought yeah two years would be a good stint and then 15 years later. I just want to go back a little bit then. I remember you know when you were at Asda and you were a finance director and I think you got promoted to the board and if I'm right in thinking you were on maternity leave when they promoted you that was a really massive vote of confidence in you as a leader, wasn't it? Just talk to me about that time and and that step up from being a director of an organisation onto the board. Yeah, no, I was just shy of eight and a half months pregnant when they actually promoted me, which was extraordinarily forward thinking of the company at the time for something I'm forever grateful of. I, I don't think it really crossed my mind how momentous that was because 
like everything in life that I do, I just put one foot in front of the other and move forward. So I don't think it registered. It's only in hindsight that I've I've recognized that. What's that step up feel like? It's it takes you a while to find your feet, to go from being always having somebody sort of ahead of you to what I call the dust ball moments, Dom, which is you know, those old Western films where you would see the dust ball running down the street and there's just nothing there. It's like when you suddenly it comes to a difficult decision, you look behind you expecting to see somebody behind you and what you actually see is a dust ball because you realise that that responsibility now sits on your shoulders. So it took me a while to get the hang of that, to work out how to work in a leadership group, a very diverse group of thought leaders that I worked with and great people, but all very different. So it just takes time. And I've been privileged to be able to be part of many leadership teams since and every time, including now, I learn a little bit more. As you look back at those 25 years, and it's sort of like, you know, flick your fingers, and it's just sort of flashed by, who are the people? What are those conversations that stand out and that are memorable to you? You'll know Alan Layton, who was our CEO at ASDA. What I learned from him was the power of connectivity with with people. We used to produce the sales um, every day or every week it was. It was on a Monday morning. We went in. We had to run all these manual reports and spreadsheets. It was like it was a long time ago. And every Monday at just about quarter past six, Alan would turn up downstairs where a few of us accountants were sitting. He'd sit down on one of the chairs and ask us, so what's going on this week then? What should I know about? What do I need to know? He didn't need to do that. He could have just waited for that um, report to come out, hit his desk and ask somebody way more kind of capable than we were, you know, somebody in the merchandising team or the operations team. But he didn't. And that has always been one of the biggest lessons that I've kind of carried with me is this connectivity one. Somebody once said to me, you, you need to be more commercial, Judith. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And they said, you know, sometimes the numbers can tell you some things, but you have to not always just go with what they say. There will be another answer here. You just have to find it. I think it was Tony DiMunzio that said that to me. And that was another one. And that's where the whole trust your gut came from, which is what do you really think? You know, see more than just the numbers. And that was probably another turning point in all of this as well. And then over the years, throughout my time at the U.S., I've learned from so many people and watched how they've operated that being yourself is probably the most important thing that you can do. And I think some of that comes with age and experience as well that lets you that lets you do it. But, you know, many people I could name on that front that I've seen make a difference just by being who they are and not being scared to share about who they are as well and their own challenges as well as, you know, the capabilities they have to do a job. One of the things that you've always been is really, really generous with your praise and very open and willing to give people feedback. And I'm, I would imagine if they were a direct report of you, they might get different types of feedback than, than the likes of me when I was just sort of working in the fringes, I guess. Um, but you were you were always, you know, a great communicator. And, and I guess that being, being able to be humble in front of people of all levels and being able to connect on a human level with people is extremely important, especially when you're leading with so many people, aren't you, where communications is so key, being open and honest with people, being able to, you know, reward and recognise people for doing a, a job well done. I mean, if you, if you sat and thought about the numbers of people that 
ultimately report into you now or previously huge numbers of people but every single one of them an individual how do you carry that responsibility you know when when you know you're on these sort of fortunes most 50 powerful women list and all that kind of stuff it, it must be hard then to remember hang on a minute I just need to be me I need to be Judith that's what's important yeah it's a great question I, I don't have the magic wand to tell you how to do it I've got a couple of concepts that I care deeply about one of them is TNTs TNTs stand for tiny noticeable things it's the note that somebody sends you saying well done or you know I heard that your mum wasn't very well how's she doing or um, I saw this article and I just thought you'd be interested in it because I heard you were um, doing some research in this field. Those little moments that you create, no matter what the scale of the organization are, is, is one of the things that I believe passionately in. And I don't just do it because it's a nice thing to do for the other person. One of the places I get my energy from, honestly, is seeing people's reactions to that kind of thing, seeing the difference that you can make as well. So what's the shining light for me is that helping people do what they do better and do extraordinary things. And that's where I kind of get my kicks in business and in life now is watching that. And nobody who's ever worked with me, you you made me laugh, my openness and willingness to give feedback. (laughs) I'll always tell you what I think. But I promise I will be fair and I will be balanced in doing it. And I'm doing it because I want to raise the bar for everybody around me and for myself. But if you're going to do that, you do have to know how to balance it. And I find giving praise easy because there's always something that people are doing. I was like, oh, that's really good. And you've just got to make an effort to point it out and, and to not forget. And, you know, I've got some good people I work with these days who could take occasionally, Dom, give me a bit of a kick and say, you just need to get your balance right again. You've maybe gone too hard on the These are the things we need to do. And then sometimes the people are like, just, you know, just tell it like it is again, Judith, because people need to hear that as well. So none of this stuff you do on your own. You do it your personality, but you have people around you that you trust who are completely transparent with you and will tell you it like it is. And that's what helps you balance. And those tiny noticeable things can actually work in your favour as somebody looking up and aspiring to be a leader. I remember, I remember, I think I'd drop you a note. I think you'd done something at high noon that was just like bang on. It's like, wow, that was brilliant. Love that. And I, and I remember hovering over the email and thinking, should I send this? You know, Judith's on the board. I just work in a PR team, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I'll oh, sod it. I know you well enough. And I remember sending you the feedback and it was, you know, why I thought that was good, not just, you know, wanting to kind of flatter you. And I remember you saying to me, it's really interesting because the more senior you get in an organisation, the less feedback you get that's positive because actually what you tend to hear is there's a problem, Judith. You know, we've just found out we're going to have to close this store. We've just found out we're not going to hit this number. We just found out that deal's not going to go through. But as senior leaders, often you don't hear the tiny notable things that others are observing of you. Is that something that, you know, you'd recommend to people is like, just be brave about actually finding the things in others that you you aspire to be yourself and let them know about it? 100%. You know, I talk about this 360 feedback loops that everybody should give. You know, we're so used to talking about feedback that we get for ourselves. We forget that our feedback loop for other people should be 360 degrees. That's above you, across from you and below you. And that's really important because you can help make leaders better leaders 
by pointing things out to them, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's even ways to frame not just the positive feedback to somebody, but to give somebody a nudge to say, I heard you talking about this, and I wondered if you'd thought through the implications of that might be this to some people. And the courage to do that, you know, courage is one of those business skills that is critical. And I know it's not easy. And listen, I still hover over emails today debating whether to send or not. And like, what words do I use? And I think about all of those things, even after, you know, the length of my career. But it is important to do it. And it will make more of a difference to people that you realize, but not just those above you, as I say, you know, your peers as well are incredibly powerful in terms of the way you work with them. And that's a TNT for them can make a huge difference. I read in the time interview that you gave that you like to say, manage your energy, not your time. Clearly really important at the moment. You know, everyone's not everyone. Retail workers are out in shops doing the work, you know, doing the jobs they have to do. But for a lot of people around the world, they've been working remotely. And this kind of merging of work life and home life, there's no commute to work the commute that we all used to hate but actually somewhat miss now sat on the busy train reading the metro whilst you know shoved up underneath somebody's yeah. armpit you know that that those sorts of moments to decompress on the way to work and the way back from work what what do you when you're leading your team and you're having to make sure that they're in the best you know well-being that they can be to be the best they can be what do you mean when you say to that about managing your energy not your time yeah yeah it's fascinating isn't it if you'd asked me 18 months ago before you know, the worst of COVID was here. It was just something that was on the news that was happening. If I thought I would talk about wellness as much as I do today, I would never have believed you. It has become a central pillar within business that I hope desperately never goes away because I think we've all learned a lot about how mental wellness for people as well as physical wellness is so critical to be the best you that you can that you can be, but it's not easy. And I came across that phrase of manage your energy, not your time. And it was as much applicable to me as to anybody else, because, you know, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I always have been. I love my job. I love what I do. But, you know, you get exhausted fast. So you have to find these ways of not being endless meeting, but doing some things in that mix that give you personal energy. For me, it's actually doing one to ones with people I never would normally do or somebody externally just to hear a different perspective. But I do, we we did this thing for our teams, which is we had an it's okay campaign. So we run an active, it's okay. It's okay to walk your dog when you need to. It's okay to switch your camera off if you don't want to. Um, We do a Zoom free Wednesday afternoons. So on a Wednesday afternoon, you're still working. You just do your calls or you have your cameras off. Whatever it is that works for you, do it that way, but try to give your eyes a rest for a bit of time. So this it's okay, creating a frame for people to hang behind and say, it's okay if I do this. It's okay for me to take some time off. And that's how we've tried to do it and continue to reinforce it. But I think it's going to be one of the biggest challenges. It's not what we've done, but how we're going to do things in the future, Don, because how we get the best hybrid way of working is going to be something that's going to challenge all of us. Brilliant. Well, listen, Judith, it's absolutely brilliant catching up with you. I think it's amazing that somebody in your position in the role that you're in is able to role model the way of saying it's okay because people sometimes just need to hear that it's okay but also to see other people go and walk the dog to say I'm turning my camera off 
saying that this afternoon I won't be with you because I'm going to do something with the family. And it reminds me of when I used to bunk off every other Friday to go and present a radio programme at my community radio station. And it used to be hard walking out of the office because the looks you thought people were giving you until I realised I needed to tell people why I did it. And then I needed to say to them, what's your version of me doing the radio every other Friday? I empower you to do your version. And seeing leaders like you take the lead is absolutely inspiring. I could talk to you all day, but I'm sure you've probably got 27 things you need to go and do. So Judith McKenna, President and Chief Exec Officer of Walmart International, thank you so much for joining me on Coach Class. Dominic Birch, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you again. And thank you to you for all of those things about media and social that you taught me over the years as well. Take care. 